Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking in on you. What's going on? How are you? Are you enjoying the bowl season? I was at the gym today, and uh, I saw a little bit of the Fenway Bowl. BC Eagles against this SMU Mustangs. I didn't even know that they had a fucking bowl game there. I am so out of it when it comes to sports. With the kids, I just, I don't have the fucking time to watch it anymore. And I used to, it used to be so much a part of my identity that, you know, if you brought up sports, I could talk about it intelligently. And I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't know what's going on. I can't remember people's fucking names anymore. You know? I got to go back to collecting football cards. No, you got to play fantasy. Fantasy. You got to go over to somebody's house and sit in the living room and do all that. I just, I just, I can't do that. I I refuse. That's where I draw the line as a freckled cunt. And yes, I was at the gym. And yes, I am crushing it. And yes, I'm looking good, man. I am not Billy Fat Tits anymore. Okay? I still got my little fucking baby bump, you know? But I'm fucking eating my way out of it. I'm eating healthy and I'm eating often. I'm keeping that fucking thing burning. And I'm ignoring everything that I see on Instagram. I love these new things that they say. It's like you're doing this stretch and your knees have never felt better. It's like, what do you mean I'm doing this? Why are you fucking talking about this like like I already did it? You're eating this meal and it's the greatest meal you've ever had. Like somebody started doing that and then every cunt on there does it. This doesn't make sense to me. Why do I stay on this? Well, because I'm in this business. I have to be. I have to know what's going on, right? Um, Anyway, yeah, so I've been, uh, I don't know how many pounds I dropped. I fucking kind of blew off the scale because I didn't like what it was telling me. You know what I mean? Like when you're fucking up in life and your best friend is telling you, hey, man, can we talk? And you're like, dude, whatever, man, you fucking changed, you know, and you just avoid him because you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear the truth that he has to tell you. That's my relationship with my scale right now. I'm like, whatever. That thing's a dick. (laughs) Fuck that scale. I just don't want to get on it, and I don't want the second number to be eight. I need it to be a seven. And I just refuse to get on that thing until I can get into that fucking green button-down shirt that my wife bought me three fucking years ago. It still doesn't fit. Someone actually told me the other day, maybe it's time to throw it out. And it's like, no, it isn't. It's never time to throw it out. It's time to step it up. I throw it out. I quit. I used to be able to fit into that shirt. I used to, and I still do. Mitch Hedberg. Um, rest his soul. Yeah, no, I'm not throwing. That's the fucking trophy. Right now, if, if, if I was to compare myself to a football team, as far as my trying to lose my fucking cunt belly, I would have to say, without a doubt, I am the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And my belly is the Kansas City Chiefs. And I just can't get past those cunts. You know? And everybody believed in me when I joined the gym. Just like we all believed in the Buffalo Bills at the beginning of the season. 
And then I just fucking went off the rails and became a fat cunt again. But I've done great during the playoffs, just like the Bills, just like the Bills. Oh, Bill. Oh, Buffalo Bill trying to lose his cunt belly. <laughs> a little serendipity for you there. Um, but now I actually, I'm like the Cleveland Browns that year when Baker Mayfield was there and they won a fucking playoff game. That's where I am with my belly right now. If you're going to compare me to two franchises, yes, the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. In other words, you don't want to see me with my shirt off. I just have a little, little ways to go. I just have to fucking, you know, I have to keep making the right decisions. Um, by the way, I, I can't believe how bummed out I am. Russell Wilson gets benched, dude. I'm so far. I fucking love that guy. He threw the best goddamn deep ball in the league. Nobody could throw it over an outstretched defender's hands. What do you call it? Dropping it in the bucket. Dropping it down the bucket or whatever. And it would just drop in, you know? Like, like one of those fucking, back in the day when they said the storks delivering the baby. It would just drop in. Like I would look at the thing and be like, if I could run that fast, I could fucking catch that thing. We'd just come drop it in. Just soft. Like a little pillow. <laughs> he threw it 60 yards and you could catch it like a fucking throw pillow and go into the goddamn end zone. It was fucking phenomenal. Then he goes to Denver and just immediately stinks. And admittedly, you know, as much as he's my guy, I got to say, he did seem a little checked out. But I, then when I think back to Seattle, he was never like this really big emotional guy. So anyway... Sean Payton comes in. They get themselves a fucking A-list coach. They have a rough start. They start turning it around. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. They had a nice little win streak there. What, four out of six? I don't fucking know. Um, and then they lose to the... Jesus Christ, how far, how far the Patriots f fell where losing to the Pats is the final fucking straw. Um... And now they're benching him and they're going to dress him and make him stand on the fucking sideline. I think that that's some petty shit. Like, um, and they're also setting that guy up for needless getting heckled on the fucking sideline. And uh, I know some football fans will disagree with that, say that comes with the, the territory. But it's going to go beyond, you know, the Broncos aren't playing well. Like, people are going to take out their own broken dreams and their own fucked up personal lives on Russell standing on the sideline. If you're not going to play the guy, there's no fucking reason. If you're going to move on from the guy, then I would just like, you know, he doesn't have to come the next fucking two weeks. But part of me thinks that maybe it's because they gave him $150 million or whatever, and he hasn't performed, and they know that there's no way they're going to be able to get rid of him without taking a giant loss, which is where the New England Patriots come in. I think I think Russell Wilson and Bill Belichick could be a great combination. I do. I mean, if we, we got some fucking people for him to throw to, um, I still believe in that guy. And I don't know what happened. The only thing I can compare to going from Seattle to Denver is the Aspen Comedy Festival back in the day. And you'd go up there and the air would be thin and you'd get out of breath doing your act. But I've never gotten out of breath doing my act in Denver. In Aspen, I did. But I was also not playing football. I was, <laughs> I was telling jokes. 
I'm fucking with you guys. I know it wasn't the altitude. Uh, it just sucks. I like that coach, and I like that quarterback. And um, and I don't like fucking cunty sports fans that enjoy watching superstars go through shit or, um, you know, the end of their career when they tape, taper off. Like, the joy that some people get out of that, like, on the internet is, uh, you know, I, I think that's a reflection of the person writing the shit, which is what I've been saying. Not that. I've been saying that if I was running this country, I would get rid of 24-hour news networks and you would no longer have the ability to comment on anything on the internet. All of that would be gone. Okay? Twitter, done. Twitter is just one cunty comment after another that causes arguments and divides people. All right? And then Instagram, you just watch the videos. Isn't that enough? You have to write your little fucking bullshit thing down there, or you got to go out and troll people and just try and piss them off. It's bad. It's fucking, it's bad. That's bad. It's bad. I think it's bad for the country. That would be my platform. And then when I went up against Trump, I would be like, dude, we don't need to make it great again. It, it is great. This is a great country, despite the fact that there's pieces of shit like you in it. You know? And then I'd be like, hey, Joe, 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 over here. Yeah, this is a debate. You're losing. <laughs> I'd love to trash you, but you have dementia and you wouldn't remember it. Um, anyway, so um, I, I flew the other day, had a nice flight. Uh, the day after fucking Christmas, I had a great time. Maybe I talked about that on the podcast. Maybe that's why I feel like I don't have a lot to, to discuss this week. I'm doing fucking back to back. No, every other. I did one on Tuesday and now I'm doing another one on Thursday. Is this a podcast dynasty? According to modern sports, it is. Um, anyway, I, uh, I smoked my first cigar. Actually had two. Oh boy. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Archie's off the fucking rails again. Um when did I smoke it? I smoked it uh two days ago. Right? Yeah, I smoked on Tuesday. And today's Thursday, and I really fucking enjoyed it. And I was with a really good friend of mine. And it's two days later, and I have absolutely no craving for it whatsoever. However, I totally enjoyed both of them. I smoked one, and then I'm like, let's have another one. And I was going up, but I'm in my head, I'm going, here you go, Bill. Here you go again. Oh, Billy's smacking the fucking arm. It's going to tie off. Here we go, right? Um, so I think I kind of, I've been able to learn how my sort of on the addiction spectrum where I'm on it, how it works. Um, and my deal is I can basically handle shit as long as I take these big breaks from it. Then it doesn't get a hold of me. However, if I just don't watch it, then I'm doing it every day. But I don't have that fucking addiction thing where it then destroys my life you know what I mean? I just have like this habit I have to break. But then when I walk away from it, after four days, it's like I never did it. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. What was I doing? That was stupid. And I'm just done. I don't have to go to meetings. 
and eat donuts and smoke cigarettes and fucking fucking talk to some chick that has a fucking uh, deeper voice than Barry White. I smoked cigars for the last 40 years. I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my fingers. Um, so anyway, I'm hoping for an even, uh, an even healthier 2024 now that I got my vices in check for right now. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm fucking hitting the gym. Um, except for my days off. I'm not going to miss one fucking day. And I really did not want to go today. And I just was like, you're going to go down there. You're going to fucking stretch and shit's going to be fine. And I fucking love my gym. My gym is like, it's just a really cool mix of, uh, it's like the Expendables meets, <laughs> meets a gym. It's just this mix of fucking every kind of person you could possibly have. And like, there's this one guy in the gym, he does squats and dress socks. I saw this Asian guy in there today. He was doing flies wearing a Christmas sweater. I swear to God. And then there was another guy, my favorite guy. He was over with the kettlebells and I looked at his socks and he had Pablo Escobar's mugshot <laughs> on his socks. And I was like, that is fucking fantastic. And they played music. They played everything from like the cars um, to like that new rap shit. You know, those guys. That guy sounds like he's whining the whole fucking thing. He's, he's almost crying. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like somebody who's lying, who got caught doing some shit. And you know when people try to pretend like they're emotional? So they just do that with their voice. I mean, I can't believe you'd say that about me. It's like, why are you talking like that? You're not crying. Your eyes are dry. Stop it. You're, you're embarrassing. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing yourself. You know what? I think you're better than that. Um, but anyway, this is what's so, how fucked up I am. I drove my truck down there, my new F-250. And like, there was a part of me that was like legit nervous that when I came out, someone was going to steal it. Like that's, that's how I view, like I look at my truck like I bought a new Porsche. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, it's my fucking favorite thing ever. Um, no, not ever, but you know, it's up there. I will, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, it's up there. So um, I'm putting together, before I go back on the road, like a new 15 minutes that I am very excited about. I did it last night out at the Ice House, which was redone and it's gorgeous and it's just a fucking great room as it always was. And the side room is that they had out there. They made that like as nice as a comedy club too. So it's a really fun place to go and work out and, uh, and also bang out a couple of quick sets Nice drive and all of that shit. I'm a fucking old man now, man. I like a nice drive. I don't go fast, you know? And I yell at people that pass on the right. <laughs> you know, I got a running, I got a running fucking joke with Verzi that, um, that like whenever he calls me in LA, he goes, I'm always like driving 
And at some point I'm talking to him. And then in the middle of talking, I don't even say, hang on a second. I just start cursing out some other driver. And today I was sending him a voice text. Let me read this fucking thing. If it's not too, if it's not too involved here. Uh, what the fuck is it? Come on, Bill. It's not there. It's not there. Oh, there it is. Okay, I said your marketing team needs to handle that. I wouldn't have your agent do uh, do that part. Fuck you. <laughs> then I had to text him. Fuck you was to a driver. I can't even voice text without snapping on one of these L.A. idiots, right? And was basically, I was coming up the street, and this fucking old guy's coming down the street, and there's two parked cars, all right? So I'm in my big truck. He's in a little Mr. Magoo fucking car. So I stop to let him go, and he stops, and then he looks at me, and really aggressively, he's fucking going like this, like, go, go! And I see him talking to his old wife or his old mistress. You never know what these old people, if you read up on these fucking old folks' homes. Like STDs just running wild. So what some broad in his fucking car named Ethel, he's fucking, you know, giving me shit for being courteous. courteous. So I showed him the other side of the court. I had my window up. He didn't hear me. Fuck you. He's probably a fucking Vietnam War vet. Now I feel bad. Only if he saw action. All right, if you were in the back making the bread, I don't give a shit, all right? You fucking worked at Subway in Vietnam. Give me a break. Oh, give me a break. Um, anyway, I have a read I have to do here. Let's see here. Where is it? Where would this be in my smartphone? Why did I just click, click on maps? All right. Here's my new thing for fucking next year is I am not going to... Uh, I'm going to get off of this fucking phone. I'm, I, I have to do it. Like, this is probably the last fucking thing I need to get under control. Like, I just, my fucking hand, like, goes for it like a lab rat. I'm sitting at dinner with my wife, and I'm, like, going, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to fucking key in on my lovely wife, and I'm going to listen to what she has to say. Oh, what's the record for the longest marriage? Let me Google that. Fucking lunatic. Oh, this is a dynamic read. Which means I don't even know if this is going to be on this podcast. You know what? I'm not fucking reading it. I'm going to read it later. I'm going to read it later. What do you think about that? Um, how about those Celtics? The Sellies came out here, right? They beat the Clippers and then they beat the Lakers. And you know what that means? It doesn't mean shit. I mean, it's a good thing. But it doesn't mean shit. It's the fucking regular season. And people are already saying, there right now, Drew Holiday, I think that was the last piece they needed. He plays amazing defense, and he can get you a bucket whenever you need it. It's December! It was one game. That's why every fucking year, like, the Lakers don't look like, whatever team LeBron's on, doesn't look like they're going to do anything. And then you're not going to beat LeBron four out of seven fucking games when he's trying. All right, you can catch him in fucking December, right? And I'm not saying the Celtics can't beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. All I'm saying, I'm not even saying the Lakers will get there. I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you win one fucking game. I don't give a fuck in December. 
You want to crown him? Go ahead and crown him. Um, anyway, somebody was telling me that the fucking Los Angeles Clippers are uh, their owner, that AI robot billionaire guy, right? Or maybe he's banging a robot. Somebody's banging a robot. Somebody's banged a robot at this. You realize that, right? We're going into 2024, and you have to understand that whatever technology they're giving us is probably a decade behind. All right? And I will say that I'm going to go, if I, had, if I had to go to Vegas, I bet you can bet on this. Has somebody fucked a robot yet? Without a doubt. And I'm not saying it was fully assembled. <laughs> You lock these fucking nerds in a goddamn room long enough with a head with a mouth and some, one of them's going to stick his fucking mathlete dick in it. They're just going to. Wait, I did a bit on that a long time because they got to make sure it feels like they got to experiment. You know what's going to be funny about that when those things come out is everybody on the religious right is going to be like, liberals are going to be like, you know, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know. I actually, I, have, I can't even predict that. Like what people are going to be like when those fucking sex robots come out. And then it's going to be like, it's going to end relationships. I mean, it's going to be fucking, oh, if you got, if you got some fucking robot that you can bang. And then it's like making your sandwiches and shit. I mean, there's not going to be any woman that's going to be able to compete with that never gives you shit, never calls you on anything. And then women will have the same thing, you know, go out and custom order a fucking man, height, dick size, stubble. <laughs> you know, you know, what's going to be funny. What's going to be funny is somebody's going to order a fat one. Someone's going to have a fetish. But generally speaking, I think everybody's going to have a supermodel and like a Hercules-looking fucking guy. And the thing's going to, you know, you either bang it or if your chick, it bangs you, whatever the fuck you're into, right? Um, and then it's just not going to disagree with you ever. I don't know. Would you actually miss the arguments? I don't know. I just, I just don't understand why they are making those things. Why are they making those things? All of this AI shit. Why are they making these fucking things? That's, that's like the big question I have. Um, I, I think that they're going to make the fuckable ones for us. And then the other ones are going to be for them. The super rich, right? That's for them. And then they're going to eliminate us. And that's going to be like, and then what they're going to do is they're going to be like the royal family. Just a bunch of fucking too closely related, ugly people fucking in the same, like reproducing. So they keep the human race going. And then the rest of the time, they'll just be fucking with these robots but they're gonna have to keep like there's a lot of people they're gonna have to keep 
I mean, you'd have to keep human beings to keep the robots in check because you couldn't have a robot mechanic that fixes other robots because eventually they'll probably start figuring out what's going on. I don't know. I've been in a depression, if you can't fucking tell. Like, the end of the fucking year, I don't know what happened. I just, well, I know what happened. I quit everything. (laughs) I quit coffee and tobacco and sugar and all that. So there was nothing bringing me up. Like, yeah, life. Am I right? And uh, it really has nothing to do with the super rich and whatever robot they want to fuck. It has to do with my past. I think that that's what it is. Um, And there's nothing you can do about it. So what do you do? What do you do? You go to the gym. You work out, somebody has a fucking pair of Pablo Escobar socks, you think that's f- fucking funny and awesome, all at the same time. Who makes those? That's fucking, I, I, you know, it's so weird how some people that murdered a bunch of people can end up on a t-shirt and then other people, like you can't walk around with Hitler socks, you know, a Hitler fanny pack. <laughs> Which is a shame because there is something inherently so fucking hilarious about Adolf Hitler and the look in his eyes and his face like he's he's a fucking dope. It's kind of like the Charles Manson thing where like after a while, the mythology of somebody, they become like and you start, you know, they play that creepy fucking music with them. You know, if you change the music under Adolf that they usually play. And you made it a little more sillier. I think you could put that guy's intellect into a better place historically. Um, however, people did listen to him. It really is amazing when you get something, somebody really fucking stupid, how many people will listen to them and relate to them. Wait, am I talking about me and my stand-up? Um, all right, let's get off that subject. Let's get off that subject. What are your goals, guys? Let's try to make 2024 your best life ever as you're speaking your truth and living your fucking vortices with your chi. Um, I'm going to make an Instagram video. You know, you're sticking to your New Year's resolutions and you're having your best cup of coffee ever. There was something I saw, uh, somebody was making an espresso and they had a slice of or- an orange and they had, they sliced this orange and they, so they basically had a slice of orange, like look like a, a fucking super skinny hockey puck cut that way. Right. Not a wedge, a circle. Right. And they had the coffee go through it and they were saying like, this is how they make coffee in Rome. And I was going like, I've never heard of that. And also, I learned on this podcast where for a while, your genius fucking host here thought a good breakfast was an orange and an espresso until somebody said, dude, those are both acidic. That's probably not good to do for your stomach every day. So that was my first thing going like, why Why would you drain an espresso through an acidic piece of fruit? And then I went into the comments And everybody's going, I'm Italian. I've never heard of this. I'm from Italy. This is bullshit. Nobody makes fucking coffee this way. And somebody goes, I think you mean Romania. I don't think you mean Rome. So I end up 
telling the lovely Nia that story. And she goes, well, I think they actually, I think they do do that. Don't they have like a slice of orange or a lemon with the coffee? I was like, well, I didn't drink, I wasn't a coffee drinker when we went to Italy, but I don't, I've never seen that before. And then she Google searched it and she goes, yeah, right here. They do this in Italy. And it's just like, I don't know what the fuck to believe. Are those bots pretending to be Italian? Are they trying to get like arguments going on the coffee thing? Or did what my wife just look up? Is that not fucking real? Which brings me back to the robots. Right? You're going to go out to a bar, pick up some chick and think that you got lucky. And then the next day you're going to be thinking like, wait, was that an actual human being? Or was that robot owned by the hotel because they want me to come back and stay here again? So they just had a robot go down and fuck me. (laughs) I mean, people, these are the questions that you can look forward to trying to find answers to in the coming decade. Um, Anyway, I have another glorious month off from the road. I'm going to start writing uh, a script with a buddy of mine. And uh, but I got a lot of time off here. Very thankful for that. I had another great year out on the road um, performing for you guys. Thank you to all you guys who came out to the shows this year. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's just so many great ones. Obviously, Greece, um, Abu Dhabi. That whole run through Europe was incredible. Prague, all of that stuff. Budapest. Um, And then my favorite show, I think, in the U.S. was the one that I did in Virginia in that old ABA arena that Dr. J started out in with the Virginia Squires. It is such an underrated venue, um, which, of course, I can't remember the name of it because they all have dumb names now. But they've totally kept the thing up. It's beautiful. The architecture is beautiful. It's just a fantastic arena. And if you ever get a chance, if you live in like the Carolinas or D.C. or Tennessee or something, and your favorite band is playing there, it is worth going out there to see a show. I mean, it is fucking incredible. And then the best concert I saw this year and one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life was Queens of the Stone Age at the Forum. You know, I saw Queens of the Stone Age and then I saw the Celtics finally beat the fucking Clippers. I went to that game and, um, you know, because they usually lose that game. Historically, they they fucking go out partying before the Clippers and then they try against the Lakers. And um, I just fucking hate everything about the Lakers to the point I refuse to buy a fucking ticket to go to a Lakers game unless... My wife wants to go, then I go. But I don't want to fucking go, right? So I've, I've always been going to that Clippers game. I saw the Celtics lose that game probably four times. I remember the big three lost that game. Um, they just, it was the Clippers. They just, it was like the trap game every fucking year. And my dumbass would go to it. All right, well, that's the podcast, everybody. Enjoy the last few days of 2023. I hope you all have a great, happy, healthy, fulfilling 2024, and uh, let's push back against corporations this year. Let's start small. All right? If you're in Reno and they ask you if you want to upgrade to fries, just don't do it. 
Just let those potatoes go bad. It's time to start pushing back to be like, you guys have crossed the line and you're fucking taking too much. Um, I would love to somehow do what the, what the fuck that, uh, what that, that chick that everybody, every white chick loves, whatever her name, white Beyonce. What the hell's her name? Uh, Taylor Swift. However she figured out this business, you know, I would love to try to figure out a way that, because I'm always getting these fucking emails from you guys going like, dude, I think you're funny, but I'm not paying 250 bucks, $300 to see you. And I always want to be like, dude, that ain't me. That's not like those tickets were like 50 bucks. And then these bots go on and they it, the whole fucking thing is so fucking corrupt. And the people that run the venues are actually scalping their own fucking tickets. And they're fucking, you know, they charge you a dollar service charge to resell your fucking tickets. It's just, it's just the level of fucking greed is just completely out of control. So I would love to figure it out. Like I, I, I just don't get why if like you're doing a show and you're like, this is what the ticket price is. Like why so many people can't just pay that price. It's just, a, it's, it's another way to fuck fans and then fuck the person doing the show or playing the game. One or the other. So that's a different podcast, and I don't know anything about it. I got to try to figure it out, though. All right. That's it, everybody. I will uh, have a great weekend, you cunts, and I will uh, talk to you on Monday and enjoy the bonus episode of a the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday morning podcast from Monday, December 28th. 2015, the final Monday, Monday, Monday of 2015. All right, what are you going to do with it, huh? You're going to take advantage of it? You're going to get out there and fucking, huh? I just saw this really douchey commercial. I'm recording this Sunday while I'm watching the end of the Seattle game and watching the Packers get their fucking asses kicked by the Cardinals. Um... I just saw this commercial, right? There's this lady. She's in her car, right? Cute as a button, driving along, and she's in this city, and she's like, there's over 2,460,317 people in this city, and only one me. And then she goes, I like those odds. And then this chick starts singing, this is my fucking fight, or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> This is stupid. I never seen hype over absolutely nothing. Like, what do you mean you like those odds? Is, it, is there a way to improve those odds? Are you going to drive up on the sidewalk and try to lower the fucking numbers? Yeah, I like those. Yeah, I don't feel like fucking taking out anybody today. I guess I can live with that. Ugh. Is this like the result of like sports? Like athletes and rappers and stuff shit talking? It's become such a part of the culture. That you got to say something dumb like that. Like back in the day, you'd move to the city and you'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, look at all these people. Well, you know, I put my, I put my head down and I, uh, I give it the old college try and hopefully uh, things will work out for me. And I could get my own little piece of the pie here. Right Now it's all going to be like, yeah, it's fucking three million people here. Just me. Yeah. Yeah. Suck my dick. I can handle that. <laughs> You fucking driving down the street in your Ford Focus. 
the fuck are you talking about? What do you got in the trunk of your car that gives you that much confidence, huh? What do you got? You got some gold bars, huh? Um, anyways, I'm watching the end of the Seattle game here because I, I feel like the Seahawks are going to come back. You know, old Sneaky Pete. Everybody's fucking talking about this guy. They're talking about that guy. Slowly but surely, Seattle is clawing their way back into it. Um, hopefully they'll be on the road so we don't have to listen to how loud they are again. Look here in Seattle. It's such a loud stadium. Look how loud they are. You know what's weird about Seattle? You don't see one lumberjack in the fucking crowd, you know, with all the logging that goes on up there. It's a bunch of coffee-drinking cunts wearing a little Kurt with the Kurt Cobain fucking goatee. Um, you'd think every once in a while you'd find somebody actually wearing a flannel because they're a lumberjack, not because they're into Pearl Jam. That's all I'm saying. Was Eddie? Did Eddie Vetta? Did he used to cut down trees? How about Kurt Cobain? Did they used to do that stuff? Is that what they did? Is that why they dressed like that? Or were they mocking? Were they dressing like lumberjacks in an ironic way? Um, and a foreshadowing of the hipster movement that took hold somewhere in the mid-2000s. Or maybe they were just cold. You know, it's always raining out there. And they have to sing. Maybe they wanted to protect their instrument. I don't fucking know. Um, I saw a guy jogging down the street today in jeans and like these sneakers that were mocking running sneakers. And then he had a t-shirt on and this weird sort of tank top and the exact same haircut of people I used to see have in like 1975. You know, it was just like, you're trying really fucking hard. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand just your whole fucking wardrobe and your look is mocking another decade. Is that what it is? I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't, I don't pretend to know. Anyways, let's talk a little sports here as much as people can't fucking stand. A lot of people can't stand. I don't give a shit. You know, I don't give a shit. I don't have any advertising this week. Okay. That's what it's come down to. You know, me being a smart aleck in all of these fucking ads. Right. And then you guys egging me on. Oh yeah. I'm blaming you. You guys egging me on. You know, I, I, I can't walk away from a fucking easy laugh. Um, now look at me. I'm ending the year empty-handed. 60 minutes of podcasting and no advertising. And only just one me. I like those odds. <laughs> what a fucking douche. Oh, good Lord. I'd rather eat glass than fucking have to watch that whole fucking YOLO. You know how we do. Ugh, everything is so fucking important. Me and my bros. Um, oh, don't I just sound like an angry old man? I'm not actually. I'm actually got my feet up. I'm drinking a Miller. I'm having a good time. There's a snow globe within reach. I mean, I don't have a lot to complain about. Um, you know, we're all extinct. I think that's going to be the big thing that aliens will look at one day. You know, that they'll find they'll unearth is snow globes and they'll try to figure out what the fuck they meant. You know, they probably think it was some sort of power source. They hovered their hands over it and they somehow could. Anyways, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about a little bit of football here. So, um, I got, you know, word. I don't even know how the fuck I found out about it, that Peyton Manning was accused 
by all people, Al Jazeera. And God knows if you want to know about the National Football League, I don't know about you guys, but I go to aljazeera.com. You know, I sift through all the Muhammad stories and the fucking uh, what the U.S. government's really doing, and I get to the, their sports page. <laughs> And I, uh, yeah, then I try to see what's going on in, in NFL football. So according to this, this Al Jazeera, you know, Al Jazeera USA, all right, the offshoot, you know, kind of like those Sunni fucking colleges, Sunni Delhi, Sunni Syracuse, whatever, you know, those fucking, you know, those colleges that have like more, more chains than like McDonald's. Right, you know what I'm talking about. So, anyways, they they did some sort of uh, the U.S. version um, did some sort of investigative reporting and uh, allegedly found out that uh, you know Peyton Manning and among others had been using HGH and blah 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 blah. Now, do I believe it? I don't give a I don't even give a shit personally. But was was bugging me was the unbelievable lack of coverage. You know, as a Patriots fan, watching my team get accused of every fucking thing under the sun and every fucking accusation being taken as the absolute fucking truth, right? Right through fucking baseball season. You know, other owners hiring people to investigate us. And guess what the fucking study that the losing fucking owner paid for came up with, right? Not a fucking word. Not a fucking word about it. Fucking hilarious. They're saying that Peyton's wife is a pharmacist. I mean, there's enough circumstantial evidence here to get Tom Brady fucking a a six-game suspension. It ain't going to happen. You know why? Because it's not the Patriots. It's not the Patriots, and also it's Al Jazeera. So I think uh, at some point the whole support the troops, you know, um, we're, we're trying to give them freedom. Somehow that kicks in, I think, to it. But, uh, you know, I just look at personally, I don't think he did it. All right. However, if he did, I don't give a shit. And I don't it doesn't change any of his fucking numbers to me. The guy was on the ropes, you know, his fucking neck was dislocated from the rest of his body. You know, he could spin it around like an owl. I mean, you can't play football like that. So he goes overseas or whatever the fuck he did, right? He goes over to the Kobe Center. They stick his fucking liver in a centrifuge. Whatever the fuck it is that they do over there. You know? They spin your blood around on the thing. And they stick it back in you. And then you're like a vampire. You just sit up in the coffin. And next thing you know, you're taking someone to the rack. I don't have a problem with that. I love that athletes do that shit. I'm not saying Peyton did, obviously. I don't think he did. Oh, Jesus, and now the fucking Cardinals got a goddamn safety. If they don't take this away, are they going to take this away? We got a penalty on the defense. Personal foul. Tackling the quarterback too hard. He got it by his ankles. That's illegal. You can't touch him in the head. You can't touch him in the ankle. Be careful around his waist. If you could just sort of pick him up and lay him down like a toddler that fell asleep on your sofa and you're just going to tuck him in. We won't have to throw all these damn flags. Um, anyways, 
I don't think he did this shit, but if he did, I'd be excited. I'd be happy that he did it. You know why? Because eventually, whatever whatever those fucking doctors learned, allegedly, what it, sh- shooting that shit into fucking grandpa's neck there, eventually that's going to help me out someday when I'm old. Er, it's funny, I'm older than him, but his body, his body's like fucking, you know, 20 years older than me, right? Although he does have a nice head of hair. <laughs> I'm just saying, everything that these athletes are taking, especially the illegal shit, that's all going to help us in the future. Who knows? Maybe something that they're trying to take to get their ball and socket joint back into place, they'll suddenly find that, that, that a side effect is it grows a nice lion's mane worth of hair, right? And then well, I'm going to be lining right up for it. That's what happened with Viagra. They were, they were, they were, I don't, can't remember what the fuck it was supposed to do. It was supposed to do something else. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, yeah, you know, I, uh, my left hand's still twitching, but God damn it, my dick is standing up. And then they were probably sitting in the booth. Well, uh, stop thinking about sexual things. We're trying to do an experiment here. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm not thinking about anything. And my dick has not stood up in years. And then they all went, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And they told the guy to just sit down, right? And then all the scientists got together and they were just going like, wait a second, wait a second. We just, it didn't fix, fix his left hand twitching, but it made his dick stand up. Now, now just hear me out. Um, this might be a little gross, but I have a sneaking suspicion that there's a lot of guys over the age of 70 that if they still could, would whip their dick out and fuck something. Now, I think that this is a very large, untapped market of old guys with flaccid cocks that we could bring back to life. Get them back out there, you know, fucking some prostitutes and getting them. They've been thinking clear for the first time in their life since they hit puberty. Let's 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 get them back into trouble again. What do you say? I want to see an 80 year old get a sexual harassment case. Don't you? And next thing you know, you got the blue pills. So who knows? All I'm saying is all you fucking patriot cunts out there, haters out there, all right, who've been trashing the patriots up and down, lying your asses off. Oh, they stole playbooks and they filmed the last practice and all those lies that were told that were presented as truth until ESPN detracted them at 1230 in the fucking morning bunch of fucking cowards right i want you guys to i want you to treat this circumstantial evidence on old long neck magoo the same fucking way you did on the dimpled wonder there in new england i want you guys to fucking talk about it okay i want you to talk about how they've gotten away with murder i want you to trace it back to jim ursay and i want to see this be a big fucking scandal that goes right through baseball season all right can you guys do it come on i think you got it in you I mean, if you can take fucking air pressure for fucking eight months, I know you can take HGH and his wife's a pharmacist. Come on, it's right there. All the circumstantial evidence you need. Where'd you read this? Al Jazeera. That's game, set, match in a Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, anyways, I love it. I love it. It's nice to see somebody else get falsely accused and they don't have a fucking... God damn, whatever the fuck is on the side of our helmet. God damn it, those are ugly uniforms. I've hated those things since day one. I don't understand why this quarterback is wearing Neil Lomax's old number. Or is he wearing number five? 
I have no idea. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, Patriots lost to the Jets. We lost to the Jets. And uh, congratulations to the Jet fans out there. I know you're all excited. You know, you're all excited. You're like, oh, my God, we fucking beat him. A win's a win. I know that they're really injured and stuff. And I know, but blah, 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 blah. And oh, my God, can you believe that that guy fucked up the coin toss? He won the coin toss, and then he said he was going to kick off and blah, blah, blah. And this is how dumb Jet fans are. They actually think that that wasn't a calculated move by the genius Bill Belichick. Everybody thinks that's a big fuck-up. Everyone thinks that guy's going to get yelled at by Bill Belichick. You ever think that maybe Bill told him to go out and do that? He said, go out there. All right, here's the deal. If they win the coin toss, they're going to get the ball. All right, if we win the coin toss, you just tell them you're going to kick it. All right, because here's the deal. We're really injured right now. All right? Okay, we, we, we got nobody left. We're a fucking Division Two team here at this point. All right? I don't know about you guys, but I would love to play the Jets in the playoffs. We all know we can kick their fucking ass. But the problem is, is those green cunts might not make the playoffs. Okay? Now, we've made it look good here. Okay? We've tied them through the regular season. Let's, uh, you know, let's just make sure they win this one. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll fucking win... Um, Nice tackle by the quarterback on a fumble. Very nice. Um, maybe they'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to meet him again in the playoffs. Then we'll be healthy, and then we'll kick their fucking ass. It'll be one less thing we got to worry about. Now, I know people in New York City. A big thing in New York season, uh, City is a regular season win for 90% of your fucking teams. Not for the Giants, not for the Yankees, but for the rest of them. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal if the Knicks win a regular season game. It's a big deal if the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Mets or the New York Jets, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, the Buffalo Bills, the fucking Sabres, any of those other nine-ass fucking teams, if they win anything, it's a big deal. So congratulations. Um, I'm fucking with you, man. We totally screwed up. But uh, that could actually be a good thing for us, you know? I'd love to play the fucking Jets again. I like the odds of us playing the Jets again, having lost to them the previous time. That's one less week I got to worry about. Having said that, I think uh, I think it's this is this is not in depth analysis whatsoever. But you got to admit, Seattle, uh, Carolina, or fucking Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix looks like fucking world beaters. Um. I just don't think the AFC has it. I don't think. I always say that every fucking year. We won it last year, you know. But who knows? I, I don't. I don't think we do. All right. Enough with that shit. Oh, by the way, you know what? So you know something I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about the fucking seventy-two dolphins drinking their fucking champagne again. You know, I'd love to see a picture of that. All those five foot nine defensive linemen. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid ass team. I'm so sick of hearing about those fucking guys. You know, enough already with the celebrating. You had they, those cunts didn't have to deal with any sort of pressure. What's compared to nowadays going undefeated? I got to be honest with you. I don't even think the Panthers really had to deal with anything. You know, no one gave a fuck. It's Carolina. No one. Gave, it only matters if it's in Boston or New York. It's the only place pressure matters. There's no pressure anywhere else in the fuck. Every place else you fucking live, and there's just apple pies sitting on a windowsill. You know, tell you guys, you're soft. 
fucking with you. Um, I would love Tony Romo's reaction to that after all the fucking shit he's taken in Dallas. Uh, it's bad enough you got to get yelled at by people who can't fucking even play the game at a high school level. You got to look at people who got Botox shot into their face wearing a cowboy hat, questioning your abilities under center. I mean, I just, I just don't understand it. It's got to be brutal as hell. But anyways, getting back to the 72 Dolphins, those fucking cunts. Back in the day, like I told you, sports was the last five minutes of the local uh, news. That's it. That was it. There was no big fucking story. You know, the only people who watched sports back then were sports fans. That was it. Half The halftime show at the Super Bowl would be like some local college band. It'd be a regular fucking halftime. They played the Super Bowl during the day. It was like light out on the, on the fucking East Coast. They played it outside. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, anyways, I, I really don't want to hear about that. I, um, I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be a cunt. I'm just saying. Um, by the way, I'm watching this, as I mentioned, I'm watching this Arizona-Green Bay game. Is anybody else hearing that fucking lady every time the Packers have the ball screaming? Or that little kid? Every time, they, every time there's a play, you just hear this person going, It's been driving me nuts. Um, all right, tw- I've just switched over. 23-10. St. Louis over Seattle. Seattle's got the ball, and they're driving. Oh, this is perfect. They're down by two scores, two touchdowns. They're going to win 24-23. There's three minutes left. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. You know, it's funny. You guys already know what happens. Why am I saying this like it's an amazing thing? All right, so here's something for you. This weekend, right? I drove out to visit some family, right? Some family. And um, the fucking, uh, you know, we leave at like 11 in the morning because my wife likes to sleep, you know. And one thing I've learned, one thing, you know, when I was a kid, like um, in my house, if someone was sleeping and you had something to say to them, you just started talking to them, which was so fucking annoying. And um, I just fucking, you know, I just don't do that to people. You know what I mean? I've tried to correct a few of the fucked up things that happened to me. Um, so my wife's sleeping. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, this traffic's going to be horrific, which it was. Of course, it was absolutely horrific. And um, we ended up, uh, we get on the highway, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. There's just this fucking ridiculous traffic. And then my wife, of course, has to pee. All right. Which is one of the things that happens when you travel with a woman, okay? They're going to be putting makeup on the car. They're going to make you fucking an hour late at least. And at some point, they're going to have to pee. So she's trying to hold it. And she finally just goes, I can't hold it. I got to go. So I pull off the first fucking exit. And the first fucking exit I pull into, um, there was like a Circle K and a McDonald's. And so I, I go for the McDonald's. And uh, it turns out the McDonald's is part of this fucking uh one of the what do you close an outlet mall and this is the day after christmas and uh i would think the day after christmas there'd be nobody at a fucking mall right you got all your gifts it's fucking over right stay home enjoy the day off 
Dude, I get there. It's fucking mopped. You can't even get in. Like my wife had to get out in traffic because she couldn't hold anymore to run into the fucking McDonald's. And then I'm stuck in this traffic jam of fucking animals. Bunch of fucking animals. They're all walking. First of all, they're not walking on the sidewalk. They're walking out where the cars are driving looking for parking spots. And of course, they're walking three, four abreast I swear to God, with the population problem, shouldn't you at least be able to just clip the last one? Just fucking run them over. Bunch of fucking animals just walking around, coming out with more bags of shit. It's like, didn't you just get a bunch of shit? So, um, of course, my wife goes in there, you know, she's going to use the ladies room and there's always a fucking line. I don't know what they do in there. But, you know, whatever, whatever a guy does, if a woman's doing it, you got to add like another 60 percent time. All right. If it takes you a minute, it's going to take her a minute and 40. Right. You get involved with something that's going to take you 10 minutes. You know, it's you you see what happens. It's going to take them 16 minutes and so on. And that's on a good fucking day. That's on a good fucking day. So she goes in there. Of course, there's like fucking nine million. Oh, that's a fumble. That's a fumble right there. His knee wasn't on the ground. The ball came bam right there. Right, it's a fumble. Game over. The Rams. Are they going to beat him twice in one season? The same old Rams. What do we got here? They're going to the video booth. Pete Carroll is upset. The Rams are doing little dances like they've they've done something in the last fucking fifteen years. What are they so excited about? Oh, they got the ball. I was just going to say, how the fuck is it raining in uh, in uh, in St. Louis? They got a dome. Then I realized uh, the home teams. I, I'll never get used to that. The home team not wearing white. Oh, that's funny. This guy. This guy's yelling at the, somebody in the crowd. I don't care. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. You know what he's saying? Yeah, we won a Super Bowl. You never won shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yes, you do. Um, that's hilarious. Oh, the Rams. Why are they? Oh, the Rams are being idiots right now. They're fucking. They're talking trash to the St. Louis fans. How does that help you? How does that help you? Give them something to rally around. This is hilarious. The Seattle fans are getting the treatment they exe- they they fucking deserve, and they I, you know I guarantee they're going to get fucking offended. Um, oh my god! Well, at least there are a bunch of lumberjacks in the crowd, so they you know what? Now that it's raining and they're losing, like all the fucking tech geeks are going to go leave and go to a coffee shop, take out their mittens. You know those fragile women too that like drink coffee. They got to hold it with both hands because they're they're fucking. Their their appendages are always fucking cold. Is that what you call your fingers? Flanges, tarsals, metatarsals, flanges, carpals, metacarpals, flanges. Isn't that what I learned in biology class way back in the day? Ah, for Christ's sake! Quit running the fucking ball and try to get a first down, you pussies! Hey, you don't throw the ball in this area. Not really. Why is it easier in another area? All right, Bill, let it go. You know, this is usually the time I would take a break. I take a break and I would read a read a little bit of advertising. I, I never thought I'd say this. I actually miss it. I actually miss reading out loud. Well, why don't I read about Peyton Manning out loud? 
A little bit of advertising this week. Peyton Manning said he is furious and disgusted at an Al Jazeera report. The second it says Al Jazeera, this thing just holds no fucking water. That identified the Denver Broncos quarterback. You know, where the fuck does Al Jazeera get off doing a fucking, you know what I mean? Everybody getting out of their wheelhouse. It's like when I was on Jimmy Fallon. I was talking about McDonald's. They started making salads. You don't make salads. The fuck are you doing? No one's going to McDonald's to get a salad. Nobody goes to Al Jazeera to fucking learn about what's going on in the NFL. These fucking idiots. Uh, great. Why don't I read Better Homes and Gardens and find out what's going on in fucking hockey? You know? I'm sorry. I should be a little more open-minded, shouldn't I? Right? Being the Hollywood liberal cunt that I am. Well, shouldn't I? So my wife has a new vehicle, and uh, it's got all the latest technology on it. And this thing, it has like these sensors. So if you get anywhere near anything, like when you're first starting to get close, it just goes boom, 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 boom. You get a little closer, it goes boom, 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 boom. And then when you're in danger of hitting something, it just goes boom. So every time you back out of my fucked up driveway, because there's no room and it's shaped like an upside down triangle with a wall start closing in, whenever I'm backing up, the fucking thing, it's going like bing, 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 when I was a kid, and I used to watch those action movies, and I used to believe at some point that that Stallone or, or Schwarzenegger could actually die in one of their own movies. You know, you know, in the end when they would be like, "Do I clip the red wire or the white wire?" You know, when it's counting down three, two, well, like that level of stress as I'm just backing out. So what I've learned to do is I've learned to block it out. Like now, I just accept that that's what it's going to do. You know, and I was actually thinking this must be like what field goal kickers do. Well, they don't see those fat, meat-titted fucks behind the. Uh, they just see the. They just see the goalpost, right? I'm just going to put it right through there, and they don't. They don't see all those people flapping their arms and screaming, and jumping up and down, and doing whatever the fuck it is that they they feel like they should be doing, you know. Or like when you go to take a foul shot, it's the same thing. Like that's the mental space I feel like I have to go into just to back. A fucking caravan or whatever the fuck we got here. <laughs> whatever the fuck you call it, style of vehicle out of the goddamn driveway. Um. Anyways, can you tell I'm filibustering here? You know, I'm trying to get to a half an hour, and then I'm going to do the fucking. Uh, I'm going to do the reads for the week. Oh, by the way, thank you for everybody for uh, been, who's been watching efforts for family. Um, I just I got word from somebody who knows one of the guys at the top of uh, Netflix food chain there and they said that f is for family is killing it so i want to thank you guys for that and uh we're already starting to think about you know what we can do in season two to take it to a new level um you know provided they fucking you know give us one we'll see oh who's that which barber is that is that tiki or ronde i don't know Oh, but you know what? The guy, the guy on Fox, that's the guy who used to be on ESPN a long time ago, and all of a sudden he was just gone. He was gone. 
You know, he was one of the guys how I got the idea for that pilot I did with the Always Sunny guys that for some reason they didn't fucking pick up one of those guys that was just there and then they just gone. And you're like, what the fuck ever happened to that guy? Whatever happened to him? Hang on a second. I got I to gotta turn the light on. It's getting dark here. Hey, here's something positive you guys can think, you can think about here. Is that as of what, the 22nd or the 21st or whatever? The days are now getting lighter. Al fucking lighter. Um, how do you know if you broke your toe? I know what the fuck is wrong with my toe. Every time I bend it a little bit, I get a shot of pain. I can't tell if it's just because I'm fucking old. I just have old feet now. Speaking of old feet, I was in CVS, you know, and they got the foot aisle. I was trying to find these Ziploc bags because I'm going to make a bunch of those round fucking ice cubes. I'm sticking them in a Ziploc bag and stuffing them in the cooler for the Rose Bowl. So when we drink scotch at like seven in the morning out of glasses, you know, we can have little round ice cubes. You know what I mean? It's all about the fucking tailgate, right? So this is all I'm thinking about. So I'm going into CVS. I went to the gym this morning and it wasn't open. It's how early I got there, but the CVS was open. So I was like, I know, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to get some Ziploc bags. And I come walking in there, and there's two employees. One of them's fucking vacuuming, the other one's stocking the goddamn shelves. So, and all I see is a bunch of self-checkout things and people checking themselves out. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this. So I just walk up to the register. I'm standing there. I'm standing there. And then the lady comes by. With the vacuum cleaner. And the fucking store is open. She goes, oh, it's just just the self-helps are open now. And I just said, well, I don't do that. And I just said, I just left the shit and walked out. What I should have been is like, I don't do that stuff. I need someone to help me at this register right now. And they were just like, well, I can't help you because if I had, you know, there's no customer service anymore. And when I was, I left and I just sat there thinking about it going like, you know what? That's going to be the future. In the future, there's going to be nobody who works there. You're just going to walk in, like, at night when there's nobody there. They're going to stock the shelves. And then they're just going to fucking leave. And then during the day, you know, you walk in. And then what you have to do is you pick out whatever's there. And then you scan it. You bag it yourself. And then you leave. And if you go and try and steal anything... There's going to be one of those big RoboCop looking things in the corner and it will fucking blow your brains out and it'll be justified because human life won't mean shit at that point because there's not going to be enough food or water left. So, you know, and no one's going to feel bad that you're dead. Even your own family at that point, they're like, good, well, one less fucking grumbling stomach in the house, right? That's what I got out of that experience. So then anyways, I go up to the fucking gym. <laughs> you know what kills me? There's a person at my gym, and they have a pit bull, and they, they tie it up to the rail, and they go in and they work out. And every time I come walking out and I look at that pit bull, it looks so fucking sad. It's, you come walking out, it's just looking at you like, are you my owner? Because I'm not enjoying sitting here feel so fucking bad for the thing it's unbelievable the contempt i have for humanity you just give me one fucking i love dogs they're the fucking i don't even mind cats and they're cunts you know what i mean but they're not polluting rivers right cats don't make me fucking scan my own shit and bag it do they 
Although they do shit in the house. But you know that when you get them. That's a great play right there. You know something? The guy, you know, the... Uh, Oh, I almost call him Russell Peters. Russell uh, Rabinowitz there. What the fuck's the quarterback for? I don't know any, but Russell Wilson, right? Thank God he turned around so I could read it on his back. He fucking overthrew somebody. And back in the day, the guy was jumping up. You know, back in the day, safety would have come over and just fucking given the guy a nice fucking headshot. And he pulled up and he did hit him. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. It, it hasn't been done for good reason. I mean, they just did it because why? They don't want to get fucking sued. You know? You know, I heard that Will Smith concussion movie that uh, the NFL made him take a lot of shit out of it. You're probably like, well, what the fuck does NFL have to do with Hollywood? Well, if you follow the family fucking tree of the corporations, I think it, somehow ESPN is owned by ABC and they own some movie fucking thing and the NFL's on ESPN. They go, hey, can you take out all the shit that implicates us for looking the other way and just Disneyfy it just a little bit? Could you do that for us? Or else we'll go to another network, and they're like, yeah, sure, absolutely, absolutely, touchdown, Seattle. See that? Now that right there should scare people. As much as those Rams fans are fucking waving at the Seattle fans, you know, we're going to go hold a fucking candlelight village for, uh, village? Oh, no. What is the word? A candlelight it's not village. Do you know how many times I've fucking heard that in my life and I've never said it out loud and I don't know how to say it? Does this mean I'm dumb or does this like happen to people? Candlelight. You know what? This is what I do now when I don't know something. I'm going to write, type in head. I wrote hand. Head a vigil is what it is, right? Village. Candle light and it's coming up dinner vigil the fuck is a vigil sounds like the name of a fucking old guy vigil get in here uh vigil a period of keeping awake during the time usually spent asleep especially to keep watch or pray that's hilarious anytime you light candles at night people call it a vigil it's like dude well what when's your bedtime well, all right then. It's not a vigil yet. You got you to gotta fucking be here at one in the morning, two in the morning. All depends on what you do. Do you do coke? Would you do coke tonight? All right. Well, you got to be holding that candle still at seven in the morning. Um, all right. What are we doing here? What are we doing here, Bill? We're fucking looking up words because you're a dope. All right. Well, you know, that happens. It happens. Fucking relax. All right. Time to add 37 minutes and we can, we can read a few here. We can read a few. Jesus, how fucking fucked up is that Terry Bradshaw shingles commercial? He just barges into people's houses and starts showing them pictures of open sores. I have no idea what shingles is, but he said, do you eat chicken? And the person was like, yeah, he goes, sit down. They always scare the fuck out of you. But then you look at Terry, he doesn't have any open sores. So, you know, he didn't get vaccinated. So I think he's just complaining that it hurt a lot. Shit, now I gotta look up shingles. And you know they're gonna take me to the roof. Shingles. Shangles? Shingles. Oh my god. You know, do only white people get shingles? Or do they only care about white people getting shingles? It's one or the other. Because all they, they're showing some just drawn white guy where it looks like somebody just. An 
an alien clawed his rib cage. Shingles, herpes zoster. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! What the fuck part of the internet am I on? You know it's fucked up when when the first like ten are all medical before you even get to wiki. Wiki's usually the first thing. Like with vigil, they don't give a fuck, right? All right, you got to go to Wikipedia. Take it to my level. Shingles, also known as zoster, herpes zoster, or zoster, I don't know, or zona, is a viral disease characterized by a painful skin rash. Oh, toughen the fuck up. Put some talcum powder on it. With blisters involving a limited area. Typically, the rash occurs on either the left or the right of the body or face in a single stripe. Two to four days before the rash occurs, there may be pain or tingling in the area. Otherwise, there are typically few symptoms. The rash usually heals within two to four weeks. However, some people develop ongoing nerve pain, which may last for months or years. A condition called post-therapeutic neurologia. In those with poor immune function, the rash may occur widely. If the rash involves the eye, vision loss may occur well i gotta tell you nothing in that told me to get a vaccine i'll roll the dice gives a shit it's a great excuse to take three four weeks off of your life hey i'd love to come in but i got shingles then you know they clear up in two weeks and two weeks later you're like nah i still got them think i should be good next week you just take a month off who the fuck would want to do that you get to act like a homeless person but you're inside which I think is probably the best kind of homelessness, right? I'm sorry. All right, let's get to some questions here for the week. Um, all right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, I never thought I'd like Miller Lite. Then they brought back this old school bottle, and I keep them nice and cold, and I don't know, I like a Pilsner. All right, Psychos. Um, oh, wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing? There's 17 seconds left. Here comes an onside kick. Seattle is down by six points. Alcoa presents, and he kicks the ball off, and he kicked it out of bounds. Ah, Jesus. The headset's coming off. I love when, there's any better when your coach takes the headset off. It's fucking over. Takes it off with a smile on his face, I should say. All right, here we go. Psychos. Hey, Bill, you get a lot of emails with very specific situation. Uh, situations. Situation. As I used to see on the uh, Sopranos. All right. I'm not going to lay out every detail of what I'm dealing with. But I'd like to get some advice from you. How do you deal with psychos? Do you ignore them? Do you engage and confront them? Uh, Very general question, I know. But let's say someone is talking shit and they're just a sociopath making shit up. I ignored it, but now the problem is getting bigger. I'm thinking about just blowing the whole thing up and confronting everyone involved. Again, I know I'm not giving you all the details, but the truth is it's just that simple, and I don't want to bore your listeners with dramatic details. Well, dude, the dramatic details is how I stretch this shit out for an hour. Anyways, he goes, I should mention I do have to see the psychos occasionally, so it's not like an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing. Thanks. Love the new show. Oh, thank you. Um, All right, so, you know, you're not talking about psychos on the train. Psychos on the train, you just ignore you know what I mean? Until you can't. If they're coming at you, then you got to do the old front kick. A little right there, Fred. You always got to go with your feet with fucking psychos. 
got to go with your feet. You don't want any open skin touching a psycho. You don't know what they got. They bite. They scratch. They're fucking horrific. You get me all right there, Fred, right to the fucking chest. Like that guy who fucking kicked the guy and his leg broke. He used to come into the, the, the octagon with like a fucking, like a spider. The fuck was his name? He's one of the legends of all time. I'm not disrespecting him right now. I just don't watch enough of that UFC stuff. All I know is if I could steal any move from mixed martial arts, it would be his front kick where a guy knows he's in a fight with you. A professional fighter knows he's in a fight with you. And your your front kick is so goddamn sly, it comes right up and underneath, right between both his arms, right under the person's jaw, right there, Fred. Then you're on your back. It's fucking over. Um, Anyways, uh, how do you deal with psychos? All right, are you saying women? Are these men... Do you ignore them? Do you engage, confront them? Very general question, I know. But let's say someone is talking shit and they just, they're just they just a sociopath making shit up. I, I'm always a fan of walking away. If you can just walk, if they're just psychos, just fucking walk away. But you got to see them every day. Um, you know what, dude? You need to write back in next week and get me more details. Because I got to see, like, what is your relationship to them? You know? Or is what they're saying so embarrassing you don't want to tell me? You don't need to tell me what the fuck they're saying or doing. Um, you said, I, I do have to see the psychos occasionally. You got to see them occasionally? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, dude. This is so fucking vague. I have no idea. I can, I can tell you that if they're in your, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big, you know, cutting the head off the snake kind of thing. And that doesn't mean you got to fucking confront somebody. I mean, you just cut them out of your life. It's just done. You know what I mean? And sometimes that involves a conversation. And sometimes it just involves just, just creating a new life somewhere else. Go to a different bar. Get an, You sound young. Get another fucking job. Whatever the fuck it is. Just leave. Get on with your fucking life. Who gives a fuck? Life's too short. You know what I mean? But you don't need to be getting involved in, you know, screaming and yelling and that reality show stuff and, oh, no, you didn't, bitch. And then you fucking slap each other or whatever the fuck happens nowadays. Um, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be involved in it. I mean, I'm just, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, dude. You didn't give me enough information. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm failing you here. Uh, so write in again next week and I'll do my best. All right. Okay. No presents. Oh, Jesus. Dear Bill, love your work. I know you will judge me and hate me, but hear me out. Uh, I've been with my boyfriend for more than a year. We're, we are both young. Uh, well, women are such, they're such geniuses. You know what I mean? Like she already has me going like, no, I won't judge you. I haven't even heard what the fuck you're going to say. You know? They're brilliant. She just fucking right there. That Star Trek shit. That where they put the worm in the guy's helmet. She, she's already. She's in my brain. All right. We are both young, but from completely different backgrounds. I am a European from a middle class family, while his family is loaded, and their culture is generally very generous. Don't get me wrong. I make my own living and can afford anything I want. We love each other crazily. I travel all the time and get him presents on a weekly basis. Perfumes. Perfumes. All right, I'm going to say that's a language barrier thing. Colognes, you mean? Shoes, clothes, you name it. Uh, I love making my loved ones happy and never expect anything. 
I pull my wallet out for every single dinner, and we always pay half if we stay in a hotel or travel. You're all aces so far. Why am I going to judge you or hate you? Gee, what's going to happen in the second half here? Um, Lately, lately, uh, it was our anniversary. I got him a nice present, but he didn't get... He didn't even give me a flower. Said, I'm so sorry, I'll make it up tomorrow. Uh, She goes, I'm the kind of person who always says, no, come on, I don't need anything. Uh, For Christmas, I invited his family and friends, cooked an amazing dinner, gave every single one of them presents, didn't get a thing. What, from him too? I live far away from where I'm from, and he's the only one I have, so I felt like a kid who had been bad the whole year and woke up the next day to a Christmas tree with cold. Oh, he didn't even get you anything? I tried my best to stay positive. At the end of the day, I can go and get myself any stupid stuff I want. It's really not about things. I've never felt so bad about myself. And I'm really... Am I really so shallow to cry about a stupid president? Present. But I promise... But I promise it would make me so happy to know that he found the time to pass by a shop and get me a lip gloss or whatever. All right. I'm no hippie who doesn't appreciate nice stuff. I constantly give gifts to family members. We're all in a great relation. Okay, you've said this a zillion times. I would love to hear your opinion about it. I know this makes me sound like a materialistic cunt. Not if you went and you made a dinner and bought him all this other stuff. Ah, Jesus Christ. But I wanted to keep the email minimal. You didn't keep it minimal. And I don't like how you keep going, like, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm just, this might be your problem. I know you're going to hate me, but I don't know what you're doing here. I don't want you to think I'm blah, 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 blah. You almost see, I think you need a little more self-esteem unless this is your own way of uh, getting me to say what you want. Well, anyways, he said he saw me sad and asked what was wrong, and I couldn't hold it anymore. I said it was Christmas time, and I did not get a single gift from anyone in this world. Uh, Try not to sound like I'm blaming him. I said my parents or brothers or whatever. He said I should be grateful for what I have, etc. I cried and apologized and said how bad I made him feel. But you got him something, too? But I have a feeling nothing will change. When I was little, I would save for months to get my family something. He never experienced anything like that. He has everything you could possibly imagine. I guess presents are a norm. Receiving them, not giving them. Oh, I don't know. I really wish to get the answers. Am I a dumb, shallow person? I don't want to stop giving him presents for the essential occasions, even if he never gives me a thin. Thank you for everything. Happy New Year. If this email is even remotely true, that guy's a fucking sociopath, and you can do way better. I don't give a fuck how much money he has. If that's remotely true. I find it hard to believe that his family came over, you cooked him a dinner, you got all of them gifts, and they didn't get you anything. Um, If that is true, and he's rich, and you're from a lower class, I'm starting to think the family doesn't think you're good enough for him. They wanted to make a statement, and maybe they don't even need to. The fact that he didn't get you anything, maybe he's just banging you. Although it's kind of weird to spend uh, the holidays with some chick you're just banging. I don't know. Something's, uh, 
something's not right then you're not happy you're not getting what you want and he doesn't you know he seemed like he was a cunt about it so i would say uh in 2016 move on to something else that's what i would say you know unless he really just has fuck you money and then you got to do what he's going to do eventually is have a mistress on the side a manstress you know start fucking the gardener um yeah i would get rid of the guy if what you're saying is even remote that's such a one-sided fucking story i find it hard to believe that anybody could be that fucking cold or oblivious uh and that's coming from me who's a fucking dope but uh, if that is even remotely true yeah i would just get out of the relationship it's great you're not married you don't have any kids simple it's a it's a conversation you know nowadays it could be a text message Dear so-and-so, not feeling it. Take it easy. Send. (laughs) And you change your number and just, yeah, it's it's over. All right. Local sports talk. Uh, Dear Billy Cosell, I'm listening to some old podcasts and hearing you justifiably bitch about sports talk radio and sports commentating uh, has, uh, has become really comforting. I thought maybe I was becoming a miserable grump in his 30s, but I'm not. I live in Houston, and like any other city with a sports presence, I'm tired of all of all of what I call sports drama. I'm a little younger than you, but I remember the days when the game was all was all people talked about, the actual game, not just the pointless what-ifs that consume every program and conversation. Next time you or any of your listeners listen to any of that, follow up each comment with these questions did they say anything does this provide any insight beyond that of some jackass at a bar is this what my grandfather fought for during the big one (laughs) i'm not completely pessimistic though i think there are some great analysis analysis out there and people who stay focused i try and only listen to people who aren't trying to create a name for themselves through loudmouth comments and wild claims just to gain attention i still like listening to people talk about sports in some respect uh rant inspired boy in some respect rant inspired me to look for something else so i found a local podcast called houston sports talk i think you edited out some words there i read every word of that sentence and it made no sense to me but i think you're you're listening to a new podcast in houston called houston sports talk anyways plain and simple it's been a lifesaver thanks for making me feel better about my position on this subject love f is for family oh thank you yeah you gotta be uh you know as much as i make fun of espn you gotta have some empathy where they're trying to fill up 24 hours a day and a lot of times there just simply isn't enough to do it, which is probably one of the main reasons why the Tom Brady fucking thing went right through baseball season. Um, there was just no other scandals going on, air quote scandals. Um, so that's what they do. I just, I can't sit there and watch. Like right now, the, the game is over, and I'm watching some guy, Dan Quinn, uh, you know, giving out game balls and people clapping in all different states of dress. Like, what? why do I need to see this? I don't give a shit. I know the Falcons won. I just want to see the highlights. I don't want to see some guy in a jockstrap. I don't, I don't need to see that, you know? I'll tell you right now, that was a huge win for the Falcons of Atlanta, the National Football League. Uh, but was it too little too late when we returned? Is the coaches just here on the chopping block? What's next for... For Matty Ice, does he stay in Atlanta? Is he going to re-up, or is he going to look for greener pastures? Um, 
All right. Dating someone with zero ambition. A, Billy Dickfingers. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But I like it. I got to tell you, I like it. A, Billy Dickfingers. I recently started listening to your podcast and you got me hooked. Always loved your stand-up. And when I found out you have a podcast, shit was like a gift from God. Oh, aren't you a sweetheart? Um, anyways, anyways, I've been dating this lady for almost three years now. Things are going well, but I'm starting to get a little concerned about her. She started hanging around some people who I feel are a bad influence to her. They drink and she lets them drive her drunk. Oh, God, that's not good. And all they do is smoke pot and dick around. Now, I like when my girl uh, can get out of the house and go have fun with her friends, but it's starting to influence her personality. And whenever I try to call her out, she says bullshit like, okay, mom, or let me live my life. I've recently been getting my creative slash ambitious crunch on and I'm working on big things, turning my hobby of music into a profession. I'm trying to come up successfully in life and found myself at a critical point where i need to cut all the negative people out of my life dude you got your fucking head screwed on straight exactly you're doing shit she's not doing shit right this goes the same way the other way around if you're a woman and you got your shit together and you're with somebody who does not have their shit together you should be looking at you know and you fired some warning shots and they're like okay mom whatever it's just like all right dude all right, go live that life. But those fucking people will drag you down with them. All right? Goddamn anchor around your neck. So anyways, continue. I love this email so far. Um, right now, her lack of ambition and need to sit around all day and smoke pot is kind of soul-crushing and disappointing. I really love this girl, but I'm afraid I'll lose her to these shithead friends and she'll become a completely different person how do i try and help her get her shit together without seeming like a controlling douche thanks and go fuck yourself well i would memorize your last three sentences and i would just say it to her in a nice way just say listen i'll paraphrase what you wrote i really love you but i'm afraid that i'm gonna lose you all right these shithead friends all right i can't do it listen you just sit her down just say listen i need to talk to you all right put down the bond focus all right you know i love you but i gotta tell you i've been concerned with the people that you've been hanging around with lately and i'm really feeling like it's starting to influence let me finish just let me finish you don't have to agree with me i feel like it's influencing your behavior before you hung out with these people you're doing x y and z now you just kind of sit around the house smoking pot all day and it's soul crushing to me Okay, it doesn't motivate me, and I love you, and to see you sitting there doing nothing with your life is killing me. All right? I need you to turn it around. Okay? And this is not a little thing. This is a major crossroads. I can't say that. That's just say I need you to turn I need you to, to do something about it. And then this is the deal. Either she does or she doesn't. And if she doesn't, you fucking walk. Because I don't give a fuck how much you love this woman. You're going to end up resenting her and hating her because she's going to take you down with her. That's it. That's the mom. That's the mother of your kids sitting around fucking, you know, smelling like bong water. Watching Bravo TV all fucking day. You can't have it. You can't have it. You can't have it. That's it. All right. This is what you take her out back like fucking uh, like Polly. Remember when Polly talked to Henry Hill? 
about drugs, stay away from that shit. I'm not saying slap her in the face. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, just sit there as you're cooking something. Stay away from that shit, all right? I don't want that shit in my life. That's not going to happen to me, all right? I got a friend of mine. He's got a wife who's a total fucking pothead, okay? He's only making 30 grand a year. That guy was on his way to being an executive, right? That ain't happened for me. He's going to die in that cubicle. That ain't happening to me. Dude, you, you, you're doing exactly what you need to do here. And you're questioning the right thing. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be successful in life because not only did you recognize this in the person that you're with, despite the fact that you love them, all right, you motivated yourself and you understand already to get negative people out of your life, dude. You got to fucking do it. Okay, this is, this is a one-time conversation. All right? That's it. Get your shit together. You say it nicely. All right? If you don't see, you don't see him turning around, that's it. That's it. Fuck that, dude. There's so many fucking great, motivated people out there that you could be with. Okay? You don't, you don't need this shit. The fuck are you with? You're already a parent. You're not even a parent yet. You got a big fucking baby sitting there. That's on drugs. The worst kind of a baby. An adult one. On drugs. Ah, oh, you got me heated here. Sorry. All right, that's the podcast. Um, I'll talk to you guys on uh, Thursday, which I believe is New Year's. Is that New Year's Day? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's today's date? I said it earlier, right? Monday the 28th, 29, 30, 31. Oh, I'll do one. I'll do one. Hey, maybe I'll have Paul Verzi. He's going to be in town because we're going to be at the uh, the Orpheum in downtown L.A. for two wonderful shows, everybody, um, to end this amazing fucking year that I had. Every year just keeps getting better. And uh, this year was no different. I want to thank everybody who's been watching Efforts for Family and tweeting about it and Facebook and doing all the social media. Um, oh, wait a minute. Look at this. Manning under fire. It's made the local L.A. news. What a fucking travesty. If anybody has never done roids, it's Peyton Manning. He's had a dad body his entire fucking career. Leave the guy alone. If he did a cycle just to get back out there, it's because he loved the game. Who gives a fuck? Huh? Anyways, that's coming from a Patriots fan, too. I love the guy. I don't fuck it, you know. I've given him a lot of shit over the years, but hey, he was a rival. What do you want from me? All right. Anyways, that uh, I want to thank everybody once again for uh, telling people about it, for watching it, for rewatching it. Please keep spreading the word. Um, that's the best hope we have for getting a second season. Netflix has a ton of content and a finite amount of money. So uh, just because we're doing well doesn't mean we're going to get a second season. So please help spread the word. And uh, and that is it. That is it. That is all. And I will talk to you on Thursday. All right. I'll check in on you. All right. See you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, uh, NFL edition for week number 17. Um, you, dude, I got to tell you something, man. I uh, I was worried about last week. It was the worst lines. Thank God I had a winning, uh, I had a winning week. Um, you went 3-1 again, Paul. You beat the book again. I need to get a T-shirt. You set me up. You, I'll take the bait. Paul Verzi, ladies and gentlemen, has beat BetMGM, picking four games against the spread. Three, three. What does the kids do? Hey! Kids go like this. They hit a three. <laughs> so this. Um, but Paul, I, you got to you got to start doing that so we can help like our younger viewership. 
Uh, what yeah. I need you to be is like today's athlete who's just like, he's enamored with himself. He can't even believe what he just did. <laughs> but I don't want to be the person that gets like beats the book and then shits the bed the last two weeks and barely beats the book. I want to fucking, I'm coming still, dude. You know what I mean? I want to go too. Andrew, very quietly. Killing. Andrew's won like 80% of his fucking games. And then you got me, me, the dead weight on the team. No, you're well, sports has passed me by. Sports has passed me dude, by. I've, I've gotta, aged out. I got to talk to you about that, <laughs> dude. That, that thing you're wearing, that yellow and black. I mean, that thing is fucking. That is My a, wife hates it. Oh, how? My wife hates She hates fucking anything that I wear is sports. She dude, fucking hates it. Cleanest she, I said, I go, look at this thing. How good is this? She goes, she goes, wow. She goes, it looks official. That's what she said. Dude, that thing is. And meanwhile, she's dude. wearing some fucking stupid shit that the Kardashians have with like duck feathers on it. What? This is in style. It looks fucking stupid. Okay, dude, I look like I'm gonna tape up somebody's ankle. All dude. right. I mean, you, you look that. like you're you look like you're in the circus. Dude, keep that closed. I'm on a podcast. No. Sorry. Um, Next time I we think, have a big social event, I'm going to wear this and act like I don't understand I, I why. I got to be honest with you. The first thing I noticed when I clicked onto this podcast was those fucking beautiful, beautiful yellow stripes going down with the white thing in the middle. And I then mean, what's, I mean, what's dude, the problem? Dude, what, that, what, how could you have a problem with this? It has a nice collar on it. I could get into it. I could get into a golf club with this. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I came on like a big shot with my Christmas New York Knicks basketball, right? And then I saw yours completely shut me down. I mean. Well, you know what it is? It's This is like, what do they call it? Scriptive. Scriptive is a lot more sexier than they. Knicks kind of went basic font, kind of like their draft picks. Dude, if Sly Stallone saw that on you, he fucking shed a tear. Dude, did you see Sly's documentary? Yes. Jesus. Of course I did. Uh, guy's being too hard on himself, huh? I felt bad for him. I was like, dude, like your movies do mean something. They meant something for like generations of people. They were uplifting, positive, heroic movies. I love his movies. It made me mad at fathers in general. It made me mad to know that you could feel like that. You could fucking get into a scene. And when you get emotional in a scene, that's a classic. You're actually getting mad and angry at your upbringing. It's fucking sad, dude. So many fathers are great, but so many fucked up because of their own shit. It made me mad. It made me think of my own shit, dude. Fuck them all. All right. Yeah, I found it very relatable when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because my wife is almost crying and I was like laughing at points. And she goes, why are you laughing? I'm like, because what else can you do? Right. Because I noticed whenever you go to talk about his child, he goes, you know, when I was uh, growing up. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, things were difficult. And I would just, I would laugh there, not because I don't have empathy. I'm laughing because I know what he's doing. He's thinking yeah. of a specific event and he's like, I don't want to talk about that. That's going to make me emotional. So I'm just going to, hey, you know, things happen the way they did. And anyway, then I made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, never underestimate an abusive childhood for driving you towards success. It's and all you're doing is staying ahead of the sadness and confusion. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it's all dumb and it never had to be that way. Everybody that I know with a loving, great family from beginning to like everybody, they all just got steady jobs. <laughs> just got and it, you know what? And they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're the, they're the live, laugh, love people that all miserable people now make fun of because they can't live up to the standard of that sign. And people are actually sitting there going like, oh, like they're, they're, all these people are um, just basic people that buy signs. Some of them are, but not all of them, Paul. No, no, not at all. If I had a live, laugh, love sign in my house, every three days I would look at the sign and be like, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. That's the best. How many times are you going to make the same point? I remember one oh, the, time. The, 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 the tree guys here. Um, yeah, you get a I house, Paul. All of a sudden, you have a bunch of guys. The bathroom guy, the tree guy. <laughs> the fucking All right, let's... air conditioning guy. Let's get into week 17 football, everybody. We only got two more of these for the regular season. Paul, it is um, hilarious that we're like a combined 100 years old and we're both dressed like the first day of school in third grade. I'm just going to say that. Um, Listen, it's the holidays. You throw on a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Paul, look, can we go back to the amount of times you're wearing, you're wearing sports memorabilia every fucking week? I it's know, like but it's you, kind of a sports podcast. We're having a good time, you know? They call them Paulie Models. <laughs> Dude, those are my better. two stores, Models yeah. and the Wiz. I mean, was there anything better than skipping school and buying a Sony disc Walkman and yeah. then going over to Models and getting a new fucking Giants jersey? You know, the Anything Better podcast sponsored by Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> yeah. Big five out here in L.A. Oh, you guys don't have dicks? Dude, uh, this fucking thing, I could sneak onto the Bruins bench with this goddamn dude. thing. I'm going to tell you something right now. By far, one of the cleanest pieces I've ever seen. Oh, it's and I had to, I, my wife got me this for Christmas, and I had to tell her. I kept sending it to her going, I know you don't like this. I want this. It's, Just, it's as crisp as you could get. Or as my wife says, it looks, it looks pretty official. Dude, when you're done with that thing, you should put it in a glass case in your office. I'm being dead serious. Uh, oh, can I show you what I just got? Speaking of a glass case, because yeah. my wife thinks she's going to break me with this sports shit. Hang on a second. Oh, Paulie, where do you see this? I mean, that I mean that is like, I mean, that thing says like Boston on it. I'd wear it. Yeah, that jacket will be in style for a while. Those Kardashian feathers are out by President's Day. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I'm yeah. into art. I'm cultured. <laughs> <laughs> What? I've been uh, to the Guggenheim. I don't know what to tell you. I prefer a Jay Miller autographed jersey to 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 a Picasso. That I mean, that's just you know that jersey, Paul. You know what? It speaks to me. Dude, at Comics Come Home, they had all these great Bruins: Lyndon Byers, Jay Miller, all the guys I love. Ken Linsman, Cam Neely. Well, obviously, it's his event with uh, Dennis Leary. Uh, Raymond Bork, Johnny Busick they had, um, Patrice Bergeron. I always forget somebody because there was so many of them. And they gave him the 100-year jerseys. And then afterwards, I'm smoking a cigar, um, hanging with Jay Miller and all of those guys, which I couldn't believe. And he has a million of his own jerseys, so he autographed that thing to me. I mean, yeah. He says, your pal. To Bill, your pal, Jay Miller. If you told Red Afro Bill back in the Boston Garden in 1985 that I was going to have this thing, my life would have been complete, Paul. Would have been complete. I mean, I might my go dad as far could knock me off a polo horse, and I would not have a problem with it. 
I may that's go a reference to the sly thing. I may go as far as to say maybe the cleanest piece that's ever been on the Anything Better show. So, yeah, I mean, you know, these are like, and you know what? Not, none of this would mean anything to my wife. Oh, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it's our sports show. Don't worry about it. You know, what are you going to do? You know what it is, Paul? I can't let go of that. I can't let go of how the water flows one way in the relationship. You know what I mean? Because deep down, none of them are truly happy. So it's like, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy in my sweatshirt. You know? See, that's what that's what a man, a man is happy. You give a man a fucking sports <laughs> memorabilia shirt and he's fucking fine. You know, this is my this is what I do to Paul all the time. Anytime I start bitching about my wife a little bit, he's not even mad about his wife or women in general. But by the end of it, he's more upset than I am. Yeah, <laughs> he it, starts up. Oh, no, no, I like it. I like it. By the end, of, by the end, you're just like, you know what? You know, they're just not happy people. Well, like a man will be like, should be like, what do you want to do for the weekend? Be like, I don't know. The football game's on. Maybe we'll order some food, have a couple friends over and sit down, relax. And they go. Yeah, but shouldn't we? And it's like, that's the problem right there. No, we shouldn't. Every, I, I already fixed it. It's done. My wife is actually a happy person, but she just doesn't think that I know things. Is she? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that to your friend? No, oh, she dude. is. I'm definitely more uh, more of the curmudgeon. And if dude. she was here, oh, she'd be like, oh, that's the fucking joke. You know, that shit. Oh, dude, I got one for you before we get into this thing. Oh, okay? we're going off on the wives this week. No, 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 dude. I... I, uh, God bless him. I'm not using any names here. I, but my I, wife, I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's mother. No, um, dude, <laughs> I felt bad the other day about something that happened, and I felt really bad. And I just needed to go. I needed to go and smoke a cigar. I was. You got a little physical. I was fist. You, you know, beat the book. You were about three drinks in. You were talking shit. No. Um, <laughs> You threw a lamp. It happens, Paul. I, I, I got mad. Something out of my control. I got mad. So I said to Stacey, I need to go smoke a cigar. So I go to this place and I see a guy that I know. Great guy. You know, great guy. And I go, ah, dude, I had a bad day. Uh, I go, I had a bad. I grab my wine. I start smoking a cigar. And I go, I had a bad day, man. I just, I needed this. And he goes, yeah, me too. So I go, I give it to him first. I go, what Good. happened? Good. I go, what happened, dude? He goes. Ah, dude, she signed the divorce papers, man. 20 years of a family with three kids gone. I got to pay this. We just finished court. And dude, I was just looking at like a, a guy that was really just a hurting man. And then I go, uh, hey, dude, I'm glad I'm glad you went first. Because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. And like it was just dude. And I was just listening to it, man. And And dude, it was as bad as it could be. So I was like, I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for a man or a woman, I don't know how after 20 years you get back out there. You know what I mean? It's like your life, as far as like knowing what the fuck's going on, once you get into a serious relationship, it just ends, right? You're like, well, living on a prayer. It's on the fucking radio. <laughs> you come out 25 fucking years later. And everybody's listening to whatever this fucking almost crying. You know what rappers sound like to me? Like, you know, when somebody's lying to you and they're trying to act like they're crying. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I almost took a drink last night. <laughs> 
So you start talking like that. <laughs> like, dude, there's no water in your eyes. You're just fucking lying. When people, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think like music, sports, it bugged me for like a good couple of decades. Now I'm just getting another thing and be like, Bill, you maybe maybe you think, you know, maybe you just you just aged out of this shit. Yeah. I think that's what it is. <clears throat> I'm just too fucking old to understand. Uh I don't understand anything. Like I always hated that more money, more problems. Like, how did it go from a fool and his money are soon parted to more money, more problems? It's yeah. like not no more money, you should have less fucking problems. Unless you're going out to the club. And get involved in some stupid shit, or you you meet some chick and you fucking bang her without a condom, and you have a kid. Yeah. Now now she's coming at me. Yes, you it idiot. Be, yeah, it should be a moron with more money has more problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know what I'm gonna do, Paul? I'm gonna buy a gun illegally, and then I'm gonna put it in my car and start speeding down the street. See how that works? Ah, more money. They're coming at me because I got money. No, you're an idiot. Go buy a gun legally. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Dude, you know how many comedians I saw back in the day when they got money? The dumb fucking, sh the smart ones, the smart ones who still dressed like they didn't have money went out and bought an apartment. All right. Yeah. Everybody else who, and, and, and like, you know, before the racists start thinking I'm, I'm picking on anybody, I'm not. Okay. Both sides. It came down to some people understood money, <laughs> some people. Did not. And that's how you ended up having more problems because the fucking idiots who, who got money walked around and you immediately knew. But not only did you knew that the, know that they had money, you knew basically how much they had by what they were wearing walking down the street. And what does that attract, Paul? What does it attract? Ho was. <laughs> Listen, they come I out of the woodwork like I those zombies the in age, that thriller video. The I think the aged matters. You know, when Biggie rest his soul, when Biggie made more money, more problems, he was like in his early 20s. So I think when young Johnny people, Sanchez. Yeah. When young people get money, dude, could you imagine a 24, 24 year old Paul Verzi with fucking twenty five million dollars, dude? I would have had a fucking giraffe on my back, dude. I would have been, been dead I, by 27. Dude, I would have done giraffe. the Tony Montana shit. I would have fucking be like, come in the backyard, Bill. You'd see some wild. You'd be like, yeah, I would have not felt worthy of it. And I would have hooked up all of my friends. I wouldn't have bought a lot of stupid shit, though. I've I've always had that because of my upbringing. Like, the other shoe's going to drop right yeah. on your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into football. Um, guys, Speaking of more, more fucking weeks, more problems, Paul, for me. <laughs> uh, let's get into week 17, guys. Uh, before we do, though, let's we have to shout out the greatest uh, – the, what can you say? The greatest uh, sports lines, the best, the quickest sports lines, the best deals, got more deals. If you have some haven't people signed might up. say the greatest sports lines ever. Some I don't people. know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's bet MGM, everybody. If you haven't signed up yet, get $1,500 uh, first bet offer. How do you get this offer? It's easy. You download the BetMGM app to your phone, wherever you download uh, your apps, to BetMGM.com. You sign up using our code, bonus code BURR, that's B-U-R-R, uh, and deposit at least $10 into the BetMGM um, sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. 
If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. They have $1,500 in fun bonus bets, so enjoy that. Bet responsibly, and let's get into week 17, which is Bill's first pick. Okay, with my first pick, Paul, I got to go with the team I went against last week. Dude, three weeks in a row, I didn't think the 49ers were going to cover. I finally take the 49ers, and they get their fucking, you know, they got humbled. You know, where were all those people going? Oh, that Brock Purdy, I tell you, he's throwing the ball before they make the breaks. And dude, isn't, like, isn't that what every NFL quarterback does? I think that's what called being a pro is. Is that's what being a pro? I think a lot, most of the college kids do that. Ravens, minus three over the Dolphins. Ravens are a good team. Dolphins do not beat good teams. They finally beat uh, uh, a reeling good team. Reeling yep. good team in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't think Nick Kroll gets it done this week with the Dolphins. I like the Ravens minus three at home in Baltimore with those great football fans fucking screaming and yelling in the Dolphins ears. Not only do I love that pick, I love your assessment of it, Bill. I think it's the jacket you're wearing. Hey, Paul, you know what it is? I can assess like, like with the best of them. I can't pick a fucking winner to save my life. Uh, you, dude, you're still right. You're hovering, dude. You, you 49. I'm not hovering, Paul. I'm done. I'm under the water. It's like when this guy gets attacked by a shark, you always come up a couple, two, three times, and then there's a time you go under, and that's it. And, then and you that's go, right when the ah, boat comes over. Ah, you realize? Yeah. Um, all right. I am going to go with the game. When I looked at these, I don't love these lines either, but when I looked at it, the first game that I said has to happen, has to happen, is um, – is uh, the Jaguars minus six against the hapless Panthers. The Jaguars are home. Uh, I think the line hapless is- Panthers covered last week against the Green Bay Packers. I know. I know. They're playing better football, those fucking cunts. They are playing I better the football, Packers. but listen, if the Jacksonville Jaguars don't win by a touchdown at home against a two or three win team, I can sleep. So I'm taking Jacksonville. Okay. Okay, Paul. Okay. Um, All right. My next safe safe pick is, uh, I don't know why fucking Seahawks are only three and a half favorites at home against the Steelers. I don't know. Somebody hurt there. Fucking, uh, can anybody in the side? Anybody in the side? Tell me. There he is. There he is. Hot take, Jake. Jake the Snake. What do you got? I don't think there's any injuries. I think the Steelers just seem to find ways to win every week. So it's it's just one of those things where they feel like it's I like how you tried to help me out. And even more (laughs) than that, I love your soothing tone. I'm still going to go with the Seahawks. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. You got to go Sneaky Pete. Jake the Snake, everybody. Taking up one last good look at that handsome man in 2023. Because that's your last piece of eye candy you're going to see on this podcast. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what, dude. I would want Jake as a doctor giving me bad news. You just come in nice. Listen, it's not the best thing. But look, there's medicine. You'll be fine. Be like, All right. It's just, a, you know, it's just cancer. a small brain tumor. Jesus, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> It's the size of a walnut. Uh, he picks original fruit and shit to say what it looks like. This is size of like a an avocado. I love avocado. Yeah, guacamole. We're gonna make guacamole out of this cancer. All right. All right, Bill. Let's what? Go, uh, what do you got? So your second pick, you're going with the fucking Seahawks. You love all the, the, the fucking dirty birds. All right. All right. Let's see. With here. that cheating ass stadium. How about the Dolphins adding to the uh, our, our stadium cheats for us? Did you saw that, right? You stand in the sun the whole fucking time when you play the Dolphins. Yeah. And yeah. they're in the shade the whole fucking time. Um, you know what that is, Paul? That's gamesmanship. <laughs> That's what it's called. Gamesmanship. It's 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 complicated. 
All right. Ooh, are Paul, Paul making City, faces, Paul taking his time. Are the Kansas City Chiefs this bad? Because, dude, the Kansas City Chiefs are lose at home on Christmas. Taylor Swift's entire family, including her siblings, are dressed for Christmas in the suite. Travis Kelsey not doing much. Mahomes missing throws. Are the Kansas City Chiefs finally going to sit? I, I don't know. I got to see it. They're at home. They're minus seven against the Bengals who, you know, have a backup quarterback and are, I think, out of the playoffs now. I think Kansas City, if they're going to make a run, it's got to be now. If they're going to go to the Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run, it's got to be now. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs minus a touchdown at home in Arrowhead. This is probably a bad thing, Paul, but I like that. Um, all right. I'm going to take the Raiders, getting three and oh, a half. I love going that into pick. Indianapolis, I like their coach. That I just like their one. coach, and I just like the Raiders vibe, and I think they're going to go in there, and they're going to fucking uh, – Mad Max is going to smack some people around. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to – they're going to go off. They're not going to go off. They're going to win, though. They're going to win. I believe in the Raiders. I believe in their coach. Um, they've just been such a circus over there, and they've just an unbelievably talented team at so many important positions. Um, and Jim Irsay owns the Colts. <laughs> so fuck him. The Raiders. I, I love that pick. I think the Raiders want to fucking run through a wall for Antonio Pierce. That's a great one. Um, <clears throat> for my third pick, I'm going to take the team that just keeps keeps winning and looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, minus two and a half at home against the Saints. The Saints just never, never turned the corner. I think the Saints never turned the corner. I don't think they're that good. I think they're okay, but I don't like them on the road against Tampa. I know it's a division rivalry, um, but I think that Baker Mayfield and them smell some blood for the playoffs. I'm going to take the Bucs. How about Baker Mayfield, dude? Dude, like, you he, called he, guy, He's a winner. You called he's it. He's a winner. Everywhere he goes, he fucking wins. Well, except when, when's uh, what, Colin Cowherd? When's he going to just give it up and just say he was wrong? <clears throat> never. I'm going to say he's never going to do that. He was wrong about that guy. That guy fucking wins. He wins. Took the Browns to the playoffs. Won a playoff game, Paul, with the Cleveland Browns. Had a cup of coffee with the Rams. Now he's with the Buccaneers. Post Tom Brady. Everybody, blah, 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 blah. look at him. Look where they're at. Good for him. I don't want to talk bad about anybody. And I don't, I don't necessarily. Colin Cowherd's a friend. I'm breaking his balls. Don't, no, don't no, make no. I don't want to, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk bad about Cal Colin Cowherd, but Colin Cowherd, he has this thing where he's so definitive. Like if he was at a restaurant, <laughs> he was at a restaurant and he was telling you it was the best chicken cutlet. Like it was, he, he's so intense with it. Like he's just, and he sticks with it, dude. He's so like steadfast. It's either childhood he, trauma or he's a narcissist. I don't know, but either way, it's working for him. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Chicago bears at home minus two and a half against the Falcons. Who are the Falcons? Nobody knows who are the bears. Nobody knows this. If you were betting, this is like betting on two strippers and a fucking mud wrestling contest. <clears throat> I, I actually like the, the bears are, are playing well. Um, for my fourth and final pick, I am going to take. The Houston Texans at home, 
minus four. They're playing the Titans, and I just I think, hate that game. I, I I just think the Titans are done, and I think the Texans need a win, and I think the Texans are going to get it this week. Uh, yeah, there's no really rhyme or reason. I don't love this week, but that was the hey, game I saw. Here's my call. In the offseason. Yeah. The New England Patriots make a deal with the Denver Broncos and bring Russell Wilson. We keep Bill Belichick. Russell Wilson comes in. We get him back at sea level. He starts playing. <laughs> he starts playing the way that he can. They should not dress him for the last two games and have him stand on the sideline and have all those fans screaming at him. There's no reason to do that. No. Uh, Andrew Themlis just said he'd have to convince his wife to move to New England. What is she, from Denver or something? Uh, she's a she's a singer from, I think, California. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I will never understand. I don't know. When the I, fuck I, does the wife have a say? It's like, it's when like, doesn't dude, she Paul? No, it's like, dude, I'm making this money. I'm going to play here. Okay. You live in a fucking, you're driving a, you're driving a Bugatti to fucking the mall with the chauffeur. No, Paul, believe me, if they were making the money that Russell Wilson was making and you were the husband and you said something like she would throw how much money she's making right in your fucking face. You do it to them. What do they say? You're going to throw that in my face. I'm not throwing it in your face. I'm stating the obvious that you you obviously don't fucking what? Because you make more money, that means you make the decisions, dude. That guy fucks you. Don't you do? <laughs> that guy Stedman should write a book, dude. That guy fucking, <laughs> that fucking St- dude. Stedman's just been sick. what? How to get treat? How to get treated worse than the cocker spaniel in the house? <laughs> <laughs> dude, you never hear anything. He must bad. have an underground tunnel to his man cave. For fucking whores to come in. Just something. Dude, dude, Stedman must have the most legendary man cave ever. It's like an, a post-apocalyptic fucking bunker. He's always calling his buddies. And it's just like, Sted, Steady Eddie, I was fucking there last night. No, I know. It's, you know, more games t- tonight. It's like, yeah, but my wife, I mean, I, I can't. All right. Well, you know, if you change your mind, I'll... I'll be out. I got plenty of room. You know, if you want to. Yo, steady. Yo, yo steady. You, you want to stay? Over- if you want to stay overnight, or maybe wanna- build an airplane in it? You know, I got plenty of room. <laughs> yo, steady. You going to op- with Oprah to that Halloween Hollywood party? Nah, I'm gonna hang down here. Why don't you, don't you come by? <laughs> Bring some Doritos and chips. We're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the game. <laughs> I just see Stedman in a dirty wife beater sitting on the couch. <laughs> ah, that bitch hasn't talked to me in years. <laughs> I know, and he got no kids out of it. It's just like, that's that's oh. a rough one. Oh, Jake just said, I hope it's exactly like the Chappelle sketch. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, did he do a sketch on that? I think he did, yeah. Dude, there's so many Chappelle sketches that I see where I'm just like, did I miss a fucking season, or did they just edit some that's never shit. aired? Yeah. Is that what happened? I Dude, don't you know. Think, you think Stedman got a prenup? <laughs> No, she asked him, and he's like, well, why would you do that? That means you don't love me. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Stedman's like, Oprah, can we finally go to my friends? <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all about your friends. I'm tired of this shit. Uh, fucking Stedman, dude. God bless Stedman, dude. Um, all right. I don't know. You have. He won. 
I'm, I'm still going. He won. Wait, no. Did you pick no, four? No, I picked. I got Ravens, Raiders, Seahawks, and Bears. Okay. Ravens, Raiders, Seahawks, and Bears. Okay. I have That's Jacksonville. Like Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. I have Jacksonville, Texans, Buccaneers, and Chiefs. All right, it's Monday night special time. We have uh, this is the toughest game of the week. This is the hardest game to predict. It's literally flipping a coin. Um, it's the Packers, Packers, uh, Packers Vikings. Green Bay Vikings Packers. are minus. You like the Packers? Packers. All right. All right. Let's do it. Dude, when the fuck did the fucking Cleveland Browns become 11 and 5? Where the hell was I all season? They have the best defense in football, <laughs> and they've done it with – they're the only team to ever clinch a playoff thing with four different quarterbacks. Four. Wow. Four. Uh, hey, good scouting, good recruiting. Okay, now if we actually did a, an actual sports radio show where you just yeah. have to come – you got to make everything a big deal. Like I guarantee you Stephen A. Smith is somebody, but is the quarterback position overrated? Because I'll tell you right now. Yeah. If four guys could do it, what's that tell you? They're not as valuable as it used to be. I mean, I I don't want to pick on Russell Wilson. (laughs) Just Uh, doing anything to get people to keep listening. Oh, Bill would be so happy. Bill, I know you so well, dude. You would be, if Russell Wilson came to the Patriots and you guys went on a run, you would fucking go nuts, dude. That's your guy. Throws the most beautiful deep ball, yeah, for for the for years in the NFL. And I don't know what happened. He he went to mile high. The altitude was different. I was comparing it to like you know, the Aspen Comedy Festival. All these killers, high energy comics, would go out there, and the air was so thin that they'd be out of breath after three jokes, and they wouldn't get a deal. Is that right? No, there was a, there was a young comedian special. Well, when it was also you were performing in front of like the fucking Illuminati. All these old fucking white chicks wearing fur. Everyone was big into fur. This is in the 90s, right? Before these, uh, you know, hairy-legged chicks that pretended they cared about anything but themselves would throw paint on you, right? So they had, like, minks. Like, I remember where this booker came in, and he showed up, and he had a full-length fucking mink coat on, looking like your boy there went to the Knicks game, and the FBI's like, who's that guy? Frank Frank Costello? Frank Lucas, yeah. He showed up with a Frank Lucas fur and some chick, and she had like so much fur. She even had the thing that your your hands are in like this, and it's just like a thing of fur. That's what you were performing to. And then you'd go up there with your ham and egg or fucking material and just bomb in front of people that had like hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate and finance and all of that shit. Um, it was uh, it was awful. Awful festival. And it would always fucking, you know, you'd get to Denver fine. And then when you'd have to make the connecting flight to Aspen, there was always some sort of storm. And you ended up having to get on a bus. And you'd get up there and you're just like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Yeah. Rich people with their really good looking drug addicted kids already at 12. (laughs) Jesus. Dude, Russell Wilson is dressing inappropriately. You know, I, I thought Russell Wilson, we did that on the show. We were like, oh, he's got to be old. Was he 35? Dude, he's still young. That's the thing. He's got, he's got, physically, he's got to still have it. Dude, the, uh, Sean Payton was yelling at him like that dude was yelling at that drummer in that movie. Right on the fucking sideline. Yeah, Sean Payton does not like him. And he should leave. He's going to leave. They said he's going to leave. 
but how, who the fuck's going to pick up that contract? Like Denver's going to have to eat some of it. I think we can get a bargain. That'd be great. I'd love to see him a Patriot and do well. Um, or he could go be Aaron Rodgers' backup at the Jets. That'd be sick. I know, but I'm also not addressing the problems that we have. Like we don't have a uh, bona fide star at wide receiver like we had all of those years, and our offensive line's been a little uh, banged up and uh, not being able to protect the quarterback. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, you think Belichick, you think Belichick's going to leave or no? Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, unless they really just feel like it ran its course, um, you know, what maybe year was could, he hired? What was his first year, Bill? Like 2000. Wow. He's been there for almost a quarter of a century. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And you think the amount of people that came in and, 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 and came and went in that time, it's amazing. It's an incredible fucking run. Uh, it's going to be hard to watch. I don't think it's going to end uh, in a good way. I just don't think it's going to, which sucks. But, that's, but that is part of coaching where it just seems like, you know, if you look at all the, all the greats, it always uh, – yeah. Seems to end that way more times than uh like take Bill Cower. Bill Cower was with the Steelers forever, won a Super Bowl, and then left. Left on top. That was pretty cool. Also, another example of that is, and what's his name? He even said it. Joe Torrey said it. Joe Torrey's like, dude, when we beat the Mets in the World Series, he's like, that I thought that was pure nirvana for Stein because because George Steinbrenner wanted to beat the Mets more than any team ever. He hated the rivalry in New York. He hated that they were even compared to them. And Tory said he had more pressure to beat the Mets in a World Series than any other thing. And he beats them. And he said, dude, when he did that and the run. I still he was, think he didn't like the Red Sox more, Paul. From No, dude, ask the family. He hated the Mets. He wanted to beat the Red I, Sox. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't track. The Mets suck. The Mets always suck. They're not a fucking problem. But he was a narcissist that didn't want another in his city. Well, I could see in the World Series, it's like we can't have the other team beat us in the World Series. I get that. Yeah, but yeah. But generally speaking, Paul, April to September, he was well, watching us. Well, yeah, we played you guys I feel more. like fucking the Joker in Lego Batman right now, where I want you to acknowledge that I mean something to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. Um, but Joe Torre won five World Series and did all those things that Steinbrenner wanted him to do. And, and then he was just like, it ended horribly. It ended horribly. It ended four. Oh, yeah. Who won? won? Girardi won one? Girardi won in 09. Girardi won the one against the Phillies. Yeah. So he won four, and he was like, I'm good. And then he got fired for Girardi, and it did not end well. He didn't show up for a while. It's like, what is it going to – yeah, so it, if Belichick leaves on bad terms, Dude, it'll be like – treated Joe Torre like shit while he was winning. Always issuing statements. Yeah, the boss is going to issue a statement. Let me guess; they haven't won three the last three games, and you're not happy. It was so yeah. stupid. Yeah, we go on like a five game skid, and there would be a fucking letter from George Steinbrenner. Um. Anyway, Monday night special. I, mean, it, I guess it worked or whatever, but I always found that guy to be like, uh, I don't know, sort of a blowhard. Um, rest his soul. Um, no, fuck him. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Bill likes the Packers. It's one point. It's a it's a basically a pick'em. I'll go with the Packers. Let's go. Jordan Love to throw one. Yep. And some fat fucking cheesehead to have a heart attack in the second quarter. <laughs> See over under on that. Who's gonna have uh, a heart attack first? A Viking fan or a fucking Packer fan? <laughs> Those people. Jesus Christ. Well, at least they ice fish in fucking Minnesota. Packer fans. They got ten thousand likes, Paul. They have 10,000 reasons you should not be fat in Minnesota, and they still are. It's unbelievable. Um, Wisconsin, you understand, Paul. Well, they got ice cream, cheese. Cheese curds. Cows. You know, you are what you eat. That's why there's a bunch of cows walking around upright. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> who? I don't even know who. who's fucking. Who should we do here? Justin Jefferson to catch one. All right, Paul, you're picking a wife and you're throwing a dart. You're going Minnesota, you're going Wisconsin. Justin Jefferson's going to catch one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go with that. Oh, hello. What, Jake, Jake Justin Jake, who do you right? pick? You're throwing a dart. You're picking Minnesota um, or, or, or uh, fuck, I'm talking about women. Oh. Why <laughs> women yeah. and cheese? Who, who do you like? Oh man, I'll probably go uh, Green Bay because it's close to Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, so I can just kind of go over there. You know what I'm saying? So maybe some, even, if that, I guess. even if you don't love her, you can still catch a few games. I got to go Minnesota. It's, it's no 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 brainer. Women? Yeah. Oh yeah, Paul. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jake, you think uh, Jefferson's going to catch one? What do you think? I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, he's 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 great. So I, I definitely think he he can. He he's unstoppable. So I think it's a good pick. He's a good. He's the best life. wide receiver in football. Period. Yeah, he's outstanding. Um, All right, can you guys stop your love fest here with fucking Jordan Jefferson, Jordan Love, George Jefferson, <laughs> Johnny Jefferson, for the Chargers? All right, so Jefferson, what's his first name? I'm gonna get the names down Justin. for next season. Justin. JJ. They call him JJ. These fucking kids with their young kid names. Uh, Justin. Did you know one Justin growing up? One. One. He was a douche, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy was just going to defend his opinion no matter what. Now I got to trash some kid I don't know. All right, so here we go, everybody. We got the Packers plus one. We got Jordan Love to throw one. And we have the nice moment of the Vikings. This game will be Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown. There you go. That's the Monday night special. But don't you feel like they always try to take away the best wide receiver? Should we? One of these weeks, Paul, we got to pick the number two receiver. Yeah, but this kid, they could double. It doesn't matter. He's the best. Yeah, Paul, I, I don't know about that one. All right, let's do that. All right, let's do That's that. That's fucking beautiful. I mean, it, it is. It is. It's like in Pulp Fiction when they open the case. I just tilted my head and went, oh. Um, yeah, you know, you should see the snare drum my wife got me. Gorgeous. Nice. Gorgeous. Nice. No, no, I, I fucking cleaned up. She just thinks I, I just, I look like an athletic trainer. And I'm like, I'll, I'll take that. You I'll take great. that. You look great. Dude, when you're 75. I'm that old guy that young kids go, what, what are you doing? Dude, when you're 75 that never to me. I want Bill, that to happen at some point in my life. That's never happened to me. If, you, <clears throat> if you're a 75-year-old man retired and you put your feet up and you're rocking that, they're going to be like, that guy knows his fucking sports. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, until they talk to me. I had kids late in life. <laughs> I became disconnected. They're going to try to get off your porch. All right, sir. 
You know what kills me, Paul, is I used to beat the fucking book before we did this goddamn show, before I had kids. I I, I used to be somebody, Paul. I was like that guy. I had a couple of good seasons. Bill, you beat the book on the show. You beat, huh? the, you beat the book the first year, and last year you were two games off. What do you, I mean, yeah, you're hard on yourself, Bill. You beat the book with me on the first time we did this. This is only the third oh, time we, we did. did it. Yeah. Dude, Bill's, how many times has Bill come on the show? Dude, this fucking week, and they're like, dude, you were two and two. Oh, I was? <laughs> um, all right, guys, listen, $10 all in. Right. Deposit $10 in. I mean, I didn't know it was attack Bill fucking week. I don't, I'm lifting that person. up. I'm, I'm joking. Up. I'm being that fucking person that just, you know, does oh, that. Yeah. The victim? Oh, the center of attention. Geez, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, could I, I can't say anything. Can't say anything. All right, guys. For um, this week, like we said, you go, you download the BetMGM app. You use our code, bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Very easy. You put as little as $10 in there, as much as 10 whatever. And you after if the bet loses, you get fifteen hundred dollars in bonus bets. Bet responsibly. Monday night special. We got the Packers plus one. We got Jordan Love to throw one, and we got Justin Jefferson to catch a touchdown. That's it. Enjoy the week. Enjoy. Oh, and happy new year, everybody. We will see you in twenty twenty four. Yes, and thank you so much for watching this year and not giving us shit for our sports memorabilia. See you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye.